Welcome to From the Den Podcast, providing Bears and NFL fans alike with compelling news, discussion, and debate. I'm your co-host, Benjamin, joined alongside my dear friend and co-host, Orin. Hey, Benjamin, let's get right into it. As always, kickoff starts now. Welcome to the 17th episode of From the Den, where we have a very special guest, Bears fifth round selection, Travis Gibson. Man, thank y'all for having me. Yeah, no problem. And thank you again so much for coming on. This will be awesome. Um, oh, yeah, no problem. Okay, so just going on to the first question, mm-hmm. how did you get into football and what other sports did you play? Because we'll get into it later. You've had, you have a very athletic family. Your mom ran track. Your brother plays basketball. Your grandpa was an NFL player. So what got you into football rather than the other sports? Uh, you know, I think I just saw the best potential in myself through football. Um, I did play basketball, but, you know, I'm only about 6'4", six, 6'3", six, so being on the basketball court, it's a lot of 6'7", six, 6'8", six, guys, and I just felt like my build was really best best for my decision in football just because defensive end, the body type that they typically have is similar to mine. So, you know, understanding that, I knew it could take me farther than other sports, and I couldn't be more appreciative. And at what point did you decide that you were going to be playing defensive end rather than another position in football? Like, were you playing a, a different positions earlier in your football career? So primarily I did outside linebacker, middle linebacker, and defensive end. But as time went on, um, just seeing my pass rush ability and my size and length able to hold the edge on the offensive lineman, it was best that I did defensive end. And I knew that, like I said, it could take me farther than any other options that I did have. Mm-hmm. So you were never on the offense or anything? Always. No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Got it. Um, like what Oren said, you had a very athletic family growing up. So did that influence, uh, like, was there always a sense of competitiveness or did that like help drive you to the next level at all? Oh, most definitely. Um, seeing my dad go to the University of Texas and then not only him, but my brother went to Kansas State University and they both did basketball. Uh, it just sort of put a chip on my shoulder. I mean, <laughs> as a lot of things do. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it made me more competitive. Um, being young, competing with my brother all my life, I think that helped me out in the long run because, as I just said, I'm more competitive than most people, what I feel like, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, like, growing up, which, like, sports players did you look up to? Were you more of a basketball fan, a football fan? Like, what athletes did you look up to? Honestly, I was more of a basketball fan. Um, I looked up to LeBron James and more specifically for my position in basketball was Dwight Howard. He was obviously a great center, um, tall, long, able to block shots, rebound, run the floor. So those were the two main guys I looked up to. And then I, besides them, football-wise, it was more Von Miller and uh, really, just, really just the big names, you know, just seeing – Tom Brady, a lot of guys that were great in football, more than likely not playing my position, or some did, obviously, like Julius Peppers or Von Miller. But, yeah. I mean, just those guys, they they sort of helped me transform from the LeBron James and Dwight Howard to more on their side, especially when I decided to play football more. Got it. Um, yeah, moving on to, like, at the end of your high school career, you were ranked – 1,866 overall and <laughs> 132nd outside linebackers. But of course, you ended up uh, in your five years of college, you lost 
or I mean, sorry, you gained a lot of weight and then you ended up making it into the NFL, which is really remarkable. So like, what was your mindset or what was the driving force in allowing you, like, how did you improve that much in those five years to end up making it to the NFL? Um, I think it was really just gaining weight. You know, I came into college about 205 pounds, came out about 265. Um, and I just had a huge chip on my shoulder. I only had one division one offer. So I felt like a lot of people passed me up. A lot of people didn't think that I could get the job done for them. And now, even back then, it was just my main goal to make them reap what they sowed. You know, now they have to watch me work, watch me play football when they doubted themselves and me. So I think that's what drove me the most throughout my college career. Right. That's a really good mentality. And was it ever, were you ever put down by the fact that no one ever, that you only got one offer? Or was it really just motivated, like motivational for you? At the beginning, it was sort of down. Uh, obviously, I felt like I could play. I, I knew. Right. I knew the determination that I had in myself and faith that I had in myself, but it was hard to convince others to get that or have that confidence in me. So once I accepted the fact that all I had was myself, um, I turned it up a notch. Yeah. So going into your college career, I would say debatably your best game was in 2018 against Southern Methodist where you had seven total tackles, two sacks and two forced fumbles. What, how did you have such a good game? Like, (laughs) Like, just bring us into that atmosphere. Like, was it was anything special going on in that game, or was it just, you know, lucky? Or So, so SMU is um, actually located in Dallas, which is where I'm from. Hmm. So for SMU not to give me an opportunity, it was uh, – I think it sort of fueled, fueled the fire even more. They were at um, – they came to visit us at our stadium, and that was the first year that I actually was starting on defense. So – Man, that last game, I just, it was like, all right, this is my last chance to put a stamp on my legacy before I enter my senior year. And like I said, I mean, I knew what I could do. I had a lot of confidence in myself, and I really wanted them to reap what they sowed. Hmm. That's a very good attitude. Instead of, you know, sulking about it, you took what you had to motivate yourself. Was SMU that you wanted to go to? Was it also kind of like motivating to try to beat them or? So SMU, I mean, with them being my hometown, it's just like, uh, it's just like the Bears being Chicago's main football team. And that's how it was in Dallas. SMU was Dallas's main football team. So for them to overlook me and, you know, I had good accolades in high school. It was just that coaches didn't believe that I could gain weight. So, I mean, I did. Had they offered me and gave me an opportunity to play for them, I probably would have taken it. You know, um, I obviously have family in Dallas, friends in Dallas, so I felt like that would have been a great experience. But overall, I think it paid off that I went to Tulsa. Oh, and also a main thing in Texas, or I know that a lot of people like watch high school and college football over the NFL. So was that like, would you grow up being more of a college or a high school fan or an NFL fan? What would you watch more often? I think I would watch high school more often. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, the Cowboys is a big deal, and not right. only the country, but Dallas itself. But uh, I was more into the high school part of football. You know, I think that was the part that I was most zoned in on because I was a part of it myself. So that that grabbed my attention Got more. It. Yeah. All right, so now moving on to your NFL career, just walk us through what it was like to be drafted into the NFL, what was going through your mind and such. 
Man, that day was a long day, and the months leading up to it was long themselves also. But, you know, it was just um, – I still feel like I have a lot to achieve. So that day, I wouldn't say I was numb to it. You know, I did shed literally, <laughs> like, two tears. But after that, it was just like, man, I still have a lot of work to do. It's a great milestone in my career, but it's, it won't be done until I hang the cleats up. So it was a great feeling, but I'm looking forward to what – what's in front of me mm -hmm. very professional um oh yeah did the virtual aspect of it you know uh, because of what we're going through take away from the experience or did it feel odd at all um a little bit you know we usually get to before the draft we get to visit facilities and different uh organizations all over the country but after um after the draft, it was just like, man, I can't even, I can't be in Illinois right now. You know, I have to stay in Dallas. I have to virtually meet throughout the rookie mini camp, and I have to learn this playbook all through an iPad. You know, I can't, I can't go in with my coach and draw things up on the board. So it was a new thing. I'm obviously still adjusting to it. I mean, obviously, if are I could you do an interview. Illinois yet, or are you still in Dallas? I'm in Illinois now. Okay, yeah. So rookies got to report about a week ago. So, yeah, I mean, it's better now, but we still can't go in the facility until they say so. Got it. Yeah, so before the draft, how did you look at the Bears? Like, when you thought of the Bears, what would you think of? Did you I have thought of – No, sorry, you can go. I was just going to say, I thought of a tremendous defense and a great coaching staff. Obviously, um, I'm a big fan of Khalil Mack, and now – I get to be his teammate, so that's a blessing in itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we'll get on to, like, stuff about Khalil Mack a little bit later. Um, did you have any – was there any team in specific that were reaching out to you before or that you expected to be drafted by or was, like uh, – A couple teams that were really heavy on me was Minnesota, Seattle. Um, Indianapolis was a little bit heavy on me. Um, I mean, it was a, it was a lot of teams. A lot of teams that needed edge defenders, but I just knew that whoever gave me an opportunity was going to be the best for me. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then at what point did you know that you would be drafted by Chicago? I didn't know until they gave until me a they call. got it, yeah. Yeah. So it's funny that Minnesota traded with the Bears. The Bears traded their fourth-round pick next year to move up and get you. So what do you think that shows about the Bears, how much they wanted you and how much they were willing to give up to – move up and still get you? I think it shows a lot. You know, obviously it shows value. It shows that they care about me, not only as a person, but the opportunities that I want in my life, they help present. So, I mean, I'm real grateful for that. And for them to pay out the Vikings to trade up to get me, I mean, I couldn't be more appreciative. Yeah. Uh, Orin, you can go. Um, so... You said before the draft, you said there were some players you looked up to, including like Von Miller and Khalil Mack. What's it going to be like playing with Khalil Mack? Is he, you, you expect to learn from him? Are you going to like soak in all of what he does well and just try to model your game after his? Because you've said that you try to model your game after his, but now you get to see him in real life every day in practice. So how do you think that'll help you? Uh, I think it's going to help me a lot, you know, just mirroring what he's done and, um, Obviously, he's in his year seven or eight. I can't specifically remember. But the things that he's done up to now has obviously made him successful as a great edge defender. So 
I'm going to try my best to model his game and also model mine and see see what comes out. Uh, how much have you been able to interact with him thus far? Because you have like you haven't met with him in person yet, have you? Not yet, no. But I've spoke to him on his own calls. We've texted a little bit, and I mean, I'm obviously real close to his little brother. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it's it's been a good amount. I feel like thus far. Got it. Um, so like you said before, how you said the Bears, you thought of a great defense with the Bears, and they also have one of the best pass rushers with, you know, Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn now, and Akeem Hicks. So what do you think that you can add to this defense this year, and what do you think your role will be? I think I can add even better or even more opportunities for pass rush techniques. And, um, you know, with all those guys being great distractions on the defensive line, I think I can come in to help be productive. Um, obviously, I have to establish a leadership role. If not this year, then years down the road. But overall, I'm just coming to handle business and do whatever dirty work that the coaches and the players ask me. And obviously, within respect to myself, but, you know, I want to help the team and hopefully help uh, help get us to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And yeah. something great about this Bears, uh, the Bears pass rushers, like you kind of touched on, I think, is that uh, if Khalil Mack is getting double teamed or Akeem Hicks is, then it opens up uh, like they can't have all the offensive linemen like blocking everyone. So someone's going to be able to come in. And I think it's it's going to be you and it'll be exciting. <laughs> Man, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So I do a bit more of a controversial topic with Bears fans. Who do you think will be the starting quarterback this year, Foles or Trubisky? I have no clue, man. I think those guys are going to have to work it out. And, I mean, the ultimate decision won't be up to me. And, right. I mean, this is my first year on the organization, so I can't really say for sure. Not. Have you been talking to them at all? Uh, no, no. Okay, got it. Which players on the Bears' defense have you seen as mostly, like, the leaders? I would say if not Danny Trevathan, then Khalil Mack. Or Eddie Jackson. I mean, we have a lot of guys on our defense who's really great leaders. And um, I mean, I haven't been able to get around them much, but just vocally from Zoom calls, I mean, they're all great people and great leaders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So moving on to the COVID-19 aspect of this NFL season, do you have any insight uh, as to how the NFL should handle this or what will end up happening? Man, we're taking it day by day. Uh, Literally, like, as we were texting before this, our schedule changes that by the day. So we're just taking it slowly. And, I mean, I'm just going to – I'm just a rookie. So I'm letting the I'm letting the big dogs call the shots, and I'm just following along with it. So I'm hoping we have a season. Hopefully we can get as many fans as we can at Soldier Stadium. But I can't guarantee that we will. Yeah, do you think that not having – how do you think not having fans will affect your game? Obviously, there probably hasn't been that many times where you've played football games and there have been no fans. But, like, how do you think players – do players feed off of the fans? Do players – how how do fans help players play better? Uh, we definitely feed off the fans, you know. Um, if you see some of my clips, I love to do celebrations. And without fans, what's the point of celebrating? Right. You know, I feel like that's what – that's one of our main attributes in the NFL and not only in the NFL, but football itself. It's hard to be entertainers if there's no one to entertain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it. 
because above all, you know, you're there to entertain the fans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or at least it's a, it's a main aspect. Um, so how is, we, we touched on you getting in contact with players over phone calls, but how has that affected your ability to like connect with um, new Bears players? Yeah, because I think for rookies especially, it's hard when you're coming into this new environment and you have to do it all over Zoom. So how, have, how has that affected you personally? Um, you know, it, it's, put a, it's put a bump in the road as far as getting to know the players better. Um, I mean, obviously, the rookies and I are, are around each other, so we know each other pretty well or are familiar with each other. But as far as the vets and the coaching staff, um, you know, it's a hiccup. And you can't really get to know somebody until you get in person with them and see how they carry themselves, you know, you hear their tone of voice, which obviously you can through Zoom calls or phone calls, but it's not the same. You know, it's, yeah, it's not the same. Yeah. Yeah. So, like you said, you looked up to some quarterbacks like Tom Brady. Who Who are you most excited to sack out of all NFL quarterbacks? Man, the way that the Bears, <laughs> the way that the Bears Nation is putting it, I, it has to be Aaron Rodgers, man. Just because he's our yeah, rival. Man. Um, he's obviously an old time vet. He's been around for a long time. And I felt like a, a picture of me tackling him is something that I can put up in my, in my man cave. Yeah. I think, I think everyone would be happy if you sacked Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, for sure. Uh, thus far, has there been any particular sack or particular play that sticks out in your memory is like one of your proudest moments? Um, I would probably – I don't know if y'all have heard of Sam Ellinger from Texas. He was their quarterback, but he was a real uh, – that was one of my favorite sacks. Um, but I don't think – I don't think any of my previous sacks will top the ones that I plan to have in the NFL, especially with <laughs> the elite that. guys that we're going to be playing against. Yeah. So you got great stuff coming down the road, which excites us. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Um, just one a few final questions. I know it's a bit premature, but do you see the Bears being back in the playoffs next year? I do. Yes. That's great. Great attitude. Uh, Oren, do you have any other questions or should we do our closing question here? We'll do our closing question. All right. Great. Um, what advice do you have for aspiring NFL players or just athletes in general? Uh, you know, just never give up on your dreams, man. You only need one opportunity, and when you get that opportunity, you you better be equipped and ready with the right things to take advantage of it. Um, life is so short, you know, you never know what can happen, but when the opportunity is present, uh, like I said, you just got to take advantage of it, man, and you can turn it into something great, something that you probably never thought that opportunity could grow into. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Thanks, man. Again, this was Bears Travis. linebacker Travis Gibson. Yes, sir. Thank you all for having me yeah. so much. Yeah, Travis. bear down. We, we can't wait bear. to see you get your first sack and plenty more. Yeah. Man, I, I can't wait either. <laughs> all right. All right. Thanks. All right, man. Peace. If you enjoyed this episode of From the Den, please remember to comment or leave a review depending on your listening platform. Or if you're a Packers fan, remember to write some nasty reviews and comments. Thanks for listening and bear down.